Fuckers, fuckers, fuckers. Hey gang, Kevin Goatee, gutting the sacred cow. What's going on? I dare say we are smack dab in the middle of a run of great films that people love, that our guests hate. Case in point, this week's episode, Point Break by the STST Boys. The STST Podcast, give them a listen. They're great friends of our show. You'll love them as well. But first, don't forget, guttingthesacredcow.com. Every single day, brand new blog articles, Monday through Friday. Give them a look. And of course, the website for the merch. Give that a look as well. Hats, bags, t-shirts. Now it's getting a little bit nippier outside. And it's time for those Henleys or other long sleeve shirts or hoodies. We've got them all. Check out guttingthesacredcow.com for that. If you have not yet done so, please, five-star rating, two-sentence review. And if you could do us one other small favor, subscribe wherever you listen to. Just subscribe. That's all we ask. That helps us with the numbers. It also automatically alerts and downloads when we have a new episode come out. So podcast, YouTube, wherever you watch or listen to us, please subscribe. That's all we ask. You guys are doing a great job, uh, you know, shouting us out, being super fans of the show. We can't thank you enough. Bango, uh, super fan Katie, super fan Becky, you guys are all awesome. Thank you so, so much for being fans of the show. Guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us. And now, without further ado, check us out. Here we go. STSD boys are doing Point Break, Utah. Get me two. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. I know some people kinda like it, yeah, it's turning right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter cause we're good in the sacred cow. Hey, Lou, it's Charlie over here at the Cleveland Indians. How do you feel about managing the team? I don't know. I got another guy, another line for some white walls. Kevin Israel, name that film. Why You, you, you were upset that I didn't get the last one, so now you're throwing a softball. Yes, I am. Come on. <laughs> Keeps bats warm. <laughs> Major League. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You didn't get ra- rounders. I'm very surprised you didn't get that one. I haven't. You know what? And what's funny, we used to, we used to quote that movie – incessantly in college the russian we were constantly quoting the chick 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 uh but i haven't seen that movie probably since i was in college really that's so good that that is a quintessential one uh, that that passes the remote test with flying colors in this house i haven't seen it on cable oh like, it's been on non well really not yeah i would say within uh, i don't know how long but it's been pretty recently on it's a great movie. I mean, I love the movie. Ed Norton is great in it. It's a great movie. I'm no argument here. But listen, do we come here to talk about rounders? No not unless not. the guys the STST podcast shows it, in which they have not. James Hatton, Rob Patrick. I would say, I would say we I would put these guys in the in the super fan gallery of ours, Kevin Israel. These guys are huge fans. All those say cool- they're super friends. Oh, meanwhile, so back at the Justice League. <laughs> Your check is in the mail, Kevin. <laughs> the, all those kick-ass photos you see every week that we put up for the new episode, that's because of these guys. So thank them. And you can hire them to do that. Because... And wait till you see this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it th- this one as well as The Shining, I think, are probably my two favorite. Yeah, this, this, one, this one like got into my soul, though. 
<laughs> I have to say, some of them I get really inspired by, and like some of them I do them, and I'm like, yeah, this looks really good. And then other ones I sit there and I and I tweet it off to to Kevin Goatee. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I pull up the DM that I sent him and look at it again, and I just giggle. And then the next day, I'll pull it <laughs> and I'll just laugh at it again. This is going to be one of those ones, I think. This one, this one was inspired. Kevin, every time I text Kevin Israel the photo, it's, just, it's shock and awe. He goes, I, I can't believe that. It's almost like he's looking at a picture of Chris Evans' dick. That's how amazed he is. <laughs> there you go. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, he does have a beautiful dick. <laughs> it's America's yes. dick. <laughs> minutes after that broke on the internet my wife was like you're getting it for me right <laughs> <sighs> did you put on a captain america shield and go all right honey close your eyes <laughs> <laughs> the avengers have arrived assemble, assemble. I was gonna say so. <laughs> boner assemble james and rob from the stst podcast have decided to take down a film that has angered one of our biggest another big fan and Frequent guest on our show, Kevin Israel. Bill Schultz from The Morning Show is beyond perturbed when I heard that they have chosen the film, the 1991 classic Point Break. That's He's right. perturbed that somebody's trying to dump all over it? That's yes. what it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Very much so. Very you might not know, so. Rob, but people really liked this movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see how much. But Point Break. 1991, box office budget, $24 million. Hall of $83.5 million. 2020 numbers, $46 million budget, $160.3 million. Nice ROI. IMDb, as we all know, is a scale from 1 to 10 with decimal points. Rob and James... What do you think IMDb scored on the old one to ten with decimal points for Point Break? I'm actually not going to answer this because I have IMDb pulled up on my screen, so I don't want to cheat. Thank you for your honesty. I have the tab. I won't look. I know it has some cult stardom, but I also know it's Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves. Let's say 6.4. Don't ever say Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves because he's done a lot of Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves and The Matrix and John Wick are just Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves. Kevin Israel, what did Point Break get? 7-3. Kevin Israel wins both showcases 7.3. Wow. I I think I'm on a tear. He hit – this is the second episode we're taping tonight. He hit the the Rotten Tomato score dead nuts on, so – this motherfucker is either cheating oh, or I'll should take buy something a- from the top shelf. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> should buy a lottery ticket, even though that's a tax for the mathematically retarded. Rotten Tomatoes critic score, Kevin Israel. I'll let you go first on this one. Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Point break. What do you get? Fifty-six. STSD boys. Rob, you want to take this one? Critic score. I think it's going to be higher than that. I'm going to say mid-60s, 64, 65. Well, how about one fucking number, Rob? 65, 65. <laughs> we'll err on the side of caution. Well, being this is a Keanu Reeves film, I take great pleasure in saying 69, dude. <laughs> nice. Rotten Tomatoes audience score, Kevin Israel. Let's even go two for two with the uh, on the nuts ones. Uh, I'm going to go 77. Rob and James. I'm going to go higher on that. I'm going to say 83. 
Kevin Israel Bow Showcase is 79. Wow. God damn. Come on down, and I hope you get to play Plinko. And get right. There you go. Quotes from Point Break. This film, I dare say, probably one of the most quotable films next to Pulp Fiction, next to Star Wars that we've done this podcast. Kevin Israel, if you can think of another one, ask I'd I'd say in non-comedy, it's definitely one of the most quotable films. Young, dumb, and full of cum. There's an asshole shortage around here. Middle hand, little hand says it's time to rock and roll. Johnny, you better not try to pick up any babes over there. Speak into the microphone, squid brain. It's 100% pure adrenaline. I am an FBI agent. You got to go down, bro. Oh, yeah, and one more. Utah, get me too. Is there any – I thought about this. Is there any more dudes, quote, than Utah, get me too? I've been at how many bars, how many times? And out of 10 times to a bar, I can hear someone sell their buddy, Utah, give me two. And every dude will look at that guy saying it and give a knowing nod and a smile. Doesn't this. Kevin Israel, which ones did I not give that you're going to give? First of all, my first one was young, dumb, and full gum. Uh, surfing is the source. Uh, <laughs> I grew, I grew up in a, in a, in a surf town, uh, and I knew dozens of guys just like this, and these people really exist. Um, caught my first tube this morning, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, feel what the wave is doing. Accept its energy. Get in sync, then charge with it. What? Um... Yeah, that, that was it. That was a uh, that was those those were those were mine. Goatee hit all the other memorable ones. Super super quotable movie. Uh, without a doubt, STSD boys. What do you have? Quotes that we uh, jumped out to you. Um, I believe your one radical son of a bitch <laughs> is is notable. I like it. Any other ones? I would. I think not necessarily as a quotable line, but I think one of the dumbest lines in the movie is when he tells his new boss, I take the skin off chicken, sir. Because <laughs> my first thought was, alive? <laughs> like, it didn't seem to even fit and make sense in the conversation. Yeah, he was saying, does he, does he stay fit? Does he, is he, does he eat healthy? And he's saying, yeah, you know, I don't even eat the skin on chicken breast. Yeah. Still stupid. He was sucking up. Yeah, of course. Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Screenwriter W. Peter Illuf. I hate when guys initial their first letter. Be an adult, not a pussy. To pen the, he penned the script for only six thousand dollars since the pay was paltry illif had to wait tables at a restaurant during the day before going home to write the script for point break at night jesus christ number two well yeah one of the three guys considered for the role for uh keanu reeves want to take a guess on any of them i guarantee one of them you'll easily be able to name the other two maybe maybe not I'll give you a hint. All three 
huge in the late 80s. Actually, one, two in the late 80s, one more in the, in the 90s, I would think. Maybe a little bit of the 80s, but more 90s, I think. But the first two, definitely in the 80s. Costner. Nope. He was probably a little old at that point. Yeah. STSD boys? I have this list. And I, I got yeah. the list of five, so, uh, actually. Uh, four. I got one more. So whichever okay. one you're missing, I can toss in there. Well, since you already know, we'll give the answers. Charlie Sheen, mm. Johnny Depp, or Matthew Broderick? Oh, can you imagine have, Ferris Bueller trying to do that? Jesus Christ. I also have Val Kilmer. I can see that in a heartbeat. Yeah. And wasn't and, he a little old at this point too, though? Willem Dafoe was also in the running before Keanu Reeves got the job. Oh, oh. Really? He'd be a great. He'd be a great. What kind? Pathos. What kind of part yeah. have you written where you're considering Matthew Broderick or Willem Dafoe? <laughs> like That's a head the, shaker. <laughs> exactly. They're not he was even the wave. Yeah, Willem Dafoe looks the same right now as he did in Platoon back in 1986. <laughs> I don't think they could have put Willem Dafoe in if they were going to keep Gary Busey in because that's just too much. Yeah, it's too, oh, too it's much crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's that's too much. Too much. That's what now the, the world, movie. the universe would explode. <laughs> Number three, Anthony Kiedis was allegedly the only oh. cast member to miss fight training, so his character was knocked out with one punch during the first fight sequence in this film. <laughs> in the film, number four, Johnny Utah becomes an FBI agent after a knee injury ended his football career. In real life, Keanu became an actor when a knee injury ended his hockey career. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know he played hockey. He is Canadian and Hawaiian. Number five, since Utah was a former college football star, UCLA head coach Rick Neuheisel, also Washington, uh, Washington or Washington State uh, coach, served as Reeves' football mentor on set. His job was to teach the actor how to throw, but Reeves was hopeless. Catherine Bigelow had to use someone else to launch the balls because the actor couldn't complete any of the passes. And then Keanu Reeves played a quarterback in another film. <laughs> Which I just rewatched last week, and man, is it not that good. I'm sorry. Replacements, it, really? It doesn't yeah. hold up? No. Johnny Mnemonic? No. That's so. yeah, <laughs> That was a tr- – I watched that not too long ago either. That was awful. But, yes, uh, I did not know that Keanu Reeves did not know how to throw a football, but now he's a quarterback in two films. Go fucking figure. Enough of that. The STST boys are second dynamic duo to appear on our show – have come on here, Kevin Israel, to God, God the, the sacred, sacred cow. And have at it. Rob, care to start? So I think the biggest hitch for me that, that makes this movie – all, all this enjoyment for it, it's all, it's all nostalgia. It's all people uh, polishing a turd because they found one little thing in it that they like, so now they feel they have to like the entire movie. The fact that, they, that this movie spawned a live stage show <laughs> where the person who plays Johnny Utah is randomly picked from the audience and to stay true to Keanu Reeves' performance in the movie, they're not given the lines but are forced to read them off of cue cards being held off stage. 
should be a signal as to how bad the acting in this movie is. Keanu Reeves speaks like, I envision it like the English version of 99 Luftballons. She has no idea what she's saying. She's just making the sounds to make American words. Like, he doesn't understand the words that are coming out of his mouth. He's just reading them and repeating them in the order he was told to repeat them in. But nothing he says makes any sense. Who goes undercover using their real name? Hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's uh, like I rewatched this movie. I remember liking it when I was young, but watching it again, it's 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 mindless how this movie is. I mean, okay, surfing thieves. I can maybe wrap my brain around that because they're they're just doing it for the quick cash. The only reason he recognizes who these people are is because Keanu Reeves's character recognizes a dude's ass crack at four hundred yards away. That's where the whole I thing. I mean, it's, it was a hell of an ass crack. Mm. I, I guess it didn't even have "thank you" written on and, it. I mean, and, he and, had to really get to a good clear, look at that tape. It was the sun. It was the uh, the suntan line that he noticed. The tan line. <laughs> really? Is that really what it was? <laughs> I think you're your trying. To, pin? I think you're trying to gloss over it because because there was something in the movie that you enjoyed. So now you're going to find a reason to defend it. Uh, when. <laughs> When Busey's character is the brains of the group, there's something fundamentally flawed about your movie. So, and to your point on Busey being the brains of the operation, I was trying to figure out watching it what Busey's main function, like, in the narrative is. And he really exists to be the old grizzled vet because everything Keanu Reeves would get him fired tomorrow. He breaks up the, the drug bust that somebody's been undercover in for three months. He goes at the very end of the movie, he lets him go aids and abets a criminal because yeah, he's probably going to die, but he just takes it, tosses it in the river. Busey's whole function is to sit there and sort of apologize for Keanu's bad FBIing. Uh, let's, uh, can we also discuss the Keanu, uh, was in law school on a football scholarship. Uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, I'm, I, now I didn't matriculate. I didn't go to college, but I don't know too many law schools known for their big, uh, double a ball footballing. And those are probably not the right football words. He was words. just that good at football. But he they was. Said, you can go to law school, too. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's like the strangest Mary Sue in the world. He's great at football. He, he figures out surfing in a montage. He never misses. Johnny Utah never misses, quote Gary Busey. Um, and, but every single place he goes, it, he fucks up. He, he lets him go. He blows his knee multiple times. Um, and then I think the dumbest sequence of the whole movie, which is probably the most famous too, is the chess game of parachute tag that they play up in the plane. <laughs> because we've gotten to the point now where Keanu knows Bodie, uh, I'm sorry, Utah knows Bodie's it. Bodie knows Utah is a cop. They both know what each other's doing. 
and they, they all of a sudden Bodhi shows up at his house and says, come on, you're coming with me. And he goes, what dumb bastard would go with the criminal who might just bring you in the, he could just drop two in his head and be done with it. He couldn't get the gun. The gun was in the ground. He knew he couldn't make the move for the gun. So that, didn't. I just mean in general, like at any point in time, he, he brought him to a plane, he headed to like, and then it gets to the plane and he's going to trust him to go parachute jumping. And then they have this strange, like testosterone and Lee brotherly love moment where they get to fly together. It all just, <laughs> it doesn't make a damn lick of sense. <laughs> that skydiving scene was almost as bad as the one in Megaforce. No. Megaforce. Yeah. Barry Bostwick movie from the early 80s. It has the worst green screen moment in movie (laughs) history. It just feels like, it feels like this is the surfing gleaming the cube. And, and (laughs) (laughs) it's it's where I got. I like this movie more when they, I like this movie more when they remade it and called it fast and the furious. Oh boy. It's the, may, tell me the tell me the plot is any different. Kevin Israel to quote Grand Moff Tarkin, you may fire when ready. <laughs> That's Kevin Israel's favorite film, or one of them, I should say. Keep going, guys. What else do you have? Oh Rob, I volley back. Will I go regroup? Uh, I felt the uh, the movie kind of let us know the trudge that we were in watching this right from the very beginning when uh, Busey's whole job is to dive into a pool blindfolded and find two bricks at the bottom. I found <laughs> that was, that was my soul through this entire movie, just swimming through a pool blindfolded, trying to find something to pick up out of this movie that was worth anything. Um, it, it, some of the points that you brought up, the fun facts there are fun facts that contradict each other. So even the people writing fun facts and the insiders in this movie didn't really know a whole hell of a lot about this movie. One site I read said the hardest thing Keanu Reeves had to do was pretend like he didn't know how to surf. Right. And then another site I saw said the surfing instructor was pulling his hair out because none of the cast knew how to surf and Keanu didn't even want to learn. He was that bad. So how do you get two different points that are completely polar opposites of each other of how well your star does or does not surf. His acting was terrible. Busey wasn't acting. And then can we talk about McGinley as the police chief? Sure. Uh, This group has had 27 bank heists over three years and the Mm -hmm. entire department is like, well, you know, they're good. And then they disappear for the summer. What do you want us to do? Utah's been on the job for two weeks. They rob one bank and dude blows a gasket worse than Joe Pantoliano in Bad Boys 2. It's the overacting from him was ridiculous. Woosa. Yeah. <laughs> Damn the Woosa. The only, you just called me a tick. <laughs> the only time I cheered was when Busey knocked him out after the bank heist. Let's not let's not forget the Deus Ex meatball sub of Keanu going to go get get him two sandwiches and the bank heist is you know right there just over over his shoulder while he's while his back is turned like they literally had the the almost the milkshake exploding on Busey's lap scene in the front of the car <laughs> as he has to get there. <laughs> the only saving grace in this movie for me, Lori Petty. Oh. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting take. 
this man, man, you need to you need to save that okay as a sound bite to use all the time. <laughs> so this I can't movie, wait. I was, this movie came out for Keanu after let me see the year after Bill and Ted, which is probably between that and. No, it's just really, that was move, the movie that put him on the map. He had permanent record. He had parenthood. There's, you know, a couple other ones in there, but he goes from Bill and Ted. There's a movie in the middle, Providence, which I've never seen, can't even explain. But to Point Break, so all of these movies where he's playing Keanu, the Keanu type, the the sort of lilted, slow-spoken, acting through wood, or dumb as a post guy, to hot, shot wonderkind FBI guy. It just, he didn't make the transition well. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't buy a, you, you didn't buy a Ted as a, as a super agent. No, I, I also had a hard time. I also had a hard time with Patrick Swayze's. Um, we do it to keep the, for the underdog key doing it for the man. And I don't fire guns, man, that whole for all those people driving metal coffins down the highway. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having the line ready. It's like such... you could you could see the gears turning in his brain as he was trying to spew that like that felt very spontaneous made up in the moment and then the other three dudes around him were just like looking at him like he was you know the second coming he was they were just like yeah dude that's why we do this and <laughs> has has the person who written this script ever like known anybody who surfs Gromit? Nathaniel? Where did these surfer names come from? Those guys are real surfers, those guys in his crew. Another another fun fact. Well, yeah, the people, well, two of them were, yeah, professional yeah. surfers. They'd rather find surfers who could act than actors who knew how to surf, which was probably the smartest thing they did in this entire movie. But it was just, I, I, could, I couldn't, I couldn't. It was painful I, to watch. I doubt their commitment to sparkle motion. I'll say that. I do have to say surfers, like real surfers who are committed to it, are some of the strangest people. Like they've found something in life that the rest of us will never quite tap into. <laughs> and and I can understand that because I worked at a Renaissance festival for 14 years. You don't years. say. And I was not one of these people. Like there are people who literally own a house and visit it for 11 days out of the year. And the entire rest of the year, they're living out of their camper van and they're a gypsy. And, you know, they have their own name and their own language and they're all, it's, it's the same thing. It's, I get that, but. You to call Sir, did you have to call him Sir Robert of Johnson every time they walk by? No, they have weirder names than that. It's always yeah, it's yeah. always like Plaid yeah. Raven or Captain Wolf von Fickelstein or you know it's all they all very uh, Mad Lib take a color take an animal merge them together yeah. and there's your Rennie name. You guys are hanging out with a, you guys are hanging out with a bunch of pussy hounds. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I hang out with one of my surfer buddies, I'm going to tell him that I know somebody who compared them to Renaissance fair people. Do you guys? Please, do, do, do you, are you guys gonna LARP too, and 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 uh, and then shout out Point Break colloquialisms as well? <laughs> what, do you, Utah. what do you have against? What do you have against LARPing? <laughs> me Utah, too. Utah, yeah, exactly. Bring me two two foils for jousting <laughs> these here through two, here two douchebaggeries. Okay, I don't know old English. I'm not gonna pretend to except the drink. Oh, that was right. That was on point. Oh. That was fairly close. So. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> no, not at all. No, I didn't think so. Continue with your argument, please. 
Uh, where where else would you like me to go? I I feel like I ripped the whole thing apart. Honestly, if you have points, I'm not gonna. I don't want. I don't want to cut you guys short. That's what I'm saying. Let you you go until you tell me you're done. That's that's it. You covered mine. You got the hard nosed boss, Rob. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think I'm pretty uh, looking through my notes here. Oh, who throws a pit bull at somebody? <laughs> oh, you motherfucker! You motherfucker! That's my oh a genius. That's yeah. You. Really? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. A comedy fucking guru. That's who. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've lived in Jersey all my life, but I I cannot believe it in except in the fantasy world of movies that you're going to find that many houses with fucking unlocked doors that they're just opening front doors and running through people's houses and out the back door. But when he picked up a pit bull and threw it at him, like I literally had to pause the movie and and kind of push my chair back from my desk and go, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, you have you have a problem with that, but you'll stomach Ferris Bueller running through a house. No, don't get up. Hmm, smells delicious. Dinner's ready, and then jumps on the trampoline. That's going to be cool with you. Okay, Ferris Bueller's a comedy. It is. This and is great. an action movie. Do you think slightly, they just dis- slightly different? Do you think they discussed that on the plane the next day as they were flying up? Weren't you the guy that threw the pit bull? <laughs> hmm. First thing out of my mouth. That's for yeah. God. <laughs> Where are we going? You threw a pit bull at me. <laughs> yeah, that. See, that would have been the cool giveaway line. <laughs> you know? Oh, hey, thanks for the sh- thanks for the shoot. Yeah, I'll wear it. You pack my shoot. Cool. Who the fuck throws a pit bull? <laughs> like, just throw that out in conversation to catch him off guard. The bigger question: I would have liked to see that animal casting note. The ASPCA, <laughs> like on. We set. need a pit bull who's willing to be thrown. <laughs> And somebody who's willing to throw it is the other half of that. <laughs> Did they give credit to the uh, to the MS-13 gang or the Cholos who let them use that pit bull in the, in the end of the film? That was very Michael Bay of you, Kevin. Hey. It's funny. Kevin, right. he is nothing if not Michael Bay. Stop it. I'm not successful like he is. That's a difference. <laughs> Yet. God so I'm tapped. Me. Rob, you're yeah. tapped. You're tapped. Yeah, Rob. pretty good. I believe it's my time to go first now, Kevin Israel. Indeed. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com, where you can come on our website, grab a shirt, hat, bag, coffee mug, uh, pretty much everything under the sun except condoms, which we're working on, and N95 masks. Uh, The masks will be clutch. Wouldn't they be? Guttingthesacredcow.com every day has new articles for you as well. Give them a gander. Not an entire collection of geese, just a gander. Exactly. What point does fetching bricks underwater while blindfolded accomplish? This is the dumbest event I've seen, and I pledged for ten and a half weeks of a fraternity. And that includes chugging a gallon of milk until I puked, or held a, a, a pinch of tobacco in my mouth without spitting until you puke, or drank hot beer till I puked. See a theme here, guys? Screaming at your partner is a great way to get acquainted is a very interesting choice. Why not double team a runaway or two? That's what I would do with breaking in a new partner. Leading the league in what happened to her, now batting Lori Petty. I've told a lot of lies to get laid, such as, of course I'm single, and I'll use a condom, and no, I didn't fuck your friend and take money from her purse. But I never crossed the line. Jesus. But I never crossed the line to get laid by saying my parents were dead. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> it's good. Listen, I'm glad you have standards, Kevin. Keanu Reeves playing football 
is a multitude of issues for me. He blocks like my five-year-old daughter blocks. Who taught that man how to block? Jesus Christ. The football on the beach was one level less homoerotic than the beach volleyball scene in Top Gun and Rocky and Apollo Creed holding hands while jogging through the surf in Rocky Three. Let's talk about Keanu and Gary Busey pulling random dudes' hair and cutting their locks on the beach. This is the weirdest foreplay to gay porn I've ever seen. Seeing California women party at a house party makes me wish that I grew up in California until I saw dopey California dudes at that same party because they are fucking insufferable. Night surfing. Bad idea. Did anyone not see the opening five minutes of Jaws and when, this, when the girl going skinny dipping gets bitten in half? No. Just checking. I guarantee they make you watch Point Break five times and Endless Summer 45 times before you're allowed to be the store manager of a Pacific Sun in the mall. <laughs> Anybody else wonder? Thank you. Anybody else wonder where those massive waves were while they were night surfing when Lori Petty and Keanu Reeves were sitting on their boards in the water? It's just clear as glass, though, flat as glass. What happened? To paddle out past the break, bro. Might I say a fantastic pair of tits on the redhead who answered the door during the raid. I shall now immediately IMDB here to see all of her Skinamax films and then read her born-again Christian blogs. We needed more of her and less of Tank Girl. Haven't seen a lawnmower continue to spin its blades once you pop the bottom up since 1980. What the hell does that happen where you have the lawnmower propped up on its ass and the blade spinning? The minute you let go, the thing shuts off, guys. What's okay. great two, point. That is a great it's, point. It's an excellent point. Thank you. Two meatball subs, tuna sandwich, two lemonades, all for under eight dollars. Was it nineteen ninety-one <laughs> grand? <laughs> I may have a job in science kind of sort of on my day job. Help me explain this. Wouldn't the flame, when Swayze took the, fl- the, 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 the gas hose, wouldn't the flame shoot right into the gas hose and blow everything the kingdom come instead of making an impromptu flamethrower? Just thinking out loud. Not only will that do that if you do that with a gas hose, the original flamethrowers, that was a problem that they had. That yep. uh, half of them killed the operator because the flame shot back up into the tank. Right on. So, yes, you are correct. Kevin. Thank you. On a comedy scale from one to ten, meaning improv to Rachel Dolezal funny, how hard did you laugh when Patrick Swayze threw that dog at Johnny Utah? I laughed my fucking dick off. <laughs> Don't you think that that dog would be snapping and growling? Just slowing him down enough for Keanu Reeves to catch him, let him try to throw a full 85 or whatever pus pound dog at him without getting torn apart in the process. Hmm. Subtle foreshadowing as a kick in the snatch when they go for the vault in the final bank robbery scene. Former blind governor David Patterson could see that coming a mile away. Hitting... Two 16 parlays, like Sandler did in Uncut Gems, is more likely to happen than Keanu Reeves latching on to grab Patrick Swayze in the end. This 
by far and away is a Hall of Fame that didn't happen moments. That being said, this film is a national fucking treasure, you cocksuckers. I love this film. This film is fun. It's amazing. It's cheesy. I get it. There are flaws. How dare you try and expose them on our show? This film is an absolute guilty pleasure. No. It's a regular person pleasure. And you two are devoid of any joy in your life. This film is quotable. It's action-packed. Yeah, it has nonsense in it, but so did Big Trouble in Little China. And we all fucking love that to pieces. This film is excellent. It passes the remote test. For those of you who don't know, the remote test, if you stumble upon it at any point of the uh, of the duration of the film while on cable, you drop the remote and go, I know what I'm doing for the next 45 or whatever minutes. This film is easily a yes for the remote test. I give this a glowing seven. Kevin Israel, the floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you, you. You mentioned a lot of the points that I hit. Everybody's pretty mentioned a lot of the points that I hit. There's a few I would like to make. Please. Um, I tried to learn to surf. I lived in a surfing town. I had a lot of surfing friends. I tried to learn to surf, and I ate it just like Utah did that first, that first wave. I didn't get saved by some surfer chick, though. I had three guys walk by telling me to kill myself. And one said that I had a better chance than flying than surfing. This movie was so early in Keanu's career, his acting coach hadn't told him that, his, that people's face moves when they talk. <laughs> yeah, and, and nobody goes to law. As, as, as a former law student, uh, nobody goes to law school on a, on a football scholarship. That, and that, actually, this was the first time I ever picked up on that. Um, yeah, me too. That's that's a great point. I didn't know Fordham lost handing out scholarships to one D one D one double A football. <laughs> um, I feel like everybody who's every man who saw this movie originally wanted to be Bodie. Like he was the guy that every like you. He was just awesome, and his name. And then she goes, and I love when she goes. That's Bodie. They call him the Bodie Stava. <laughs> What does that mean? And he didn't even ask a question. Like, that would have been the first thing I said. What the fuck does that mean? Why do they call him that? That's not a word. Nobody knows what that means. And he's just, and Keanu's just like, right, right. <laughs> Keanu's fighting skills have improved exponentially since Point Break. <laughs> Watching, I would love somebody to do a comparison of his fight against Anthony Kiedis and crew and then the, 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 the home fight in John Wick, because, wow, that f- the f- this fight didn't even kind of look convincing. Uh, it, I mean, it got the point across, but I think, uh, I think Keanu Reeves is a better uh, football player than he is a fighter in this movie. <laughs> and, uh, and is getting beat up by a naked woman embarrassing or hot? I spent the next five minutes after, uh, after she slammed Keanu's head into a mirror trying to figure out whether I was horrified or aroused. And it turned out both. All while pause on that exact frame. (laughs) So uh, he learned to surf big waves in a week. He became a precision skydiver the first time he skydived. Because, by the way, I hear controlling yourself while skydiving is one of the most difficult things you can do. And he's he's a, a crack shot. Those football players are just amazing athletes, and I'd hate to see what Gronkowski would do if he got into the FBI. Lawyer football players. 
But in the end, Johnny Utah is a terrible cop. He is. I don't think if you go back through his his record, he did anything right at ever any point in this movie. He said he made no, no, all no, the wrong. Hold on. He, they said he was top of his class at Quantico. Yeah. Okay. He took his test, and then because he had zero field experience, he knows nothing. And if, even if you knew nothing, you'd know more because you knew nothing, or whatever that line was. <laughs> um, uh, he literally did everything wrong in this movie. He made all the wrong decisions. He chose the wrong people. He, and then he kept getting forgiven for it. Because apparently at the end of the movie, he's still a cop. He robbed a bank. You don't get to keep your badge if you rob a bank. I don't care what your excuse is. Not only do they forgive him, but they apparently pay his way for him to chase this guy through seven other fucking countries. And sir. Before, before they finally get to the place that he knew he was going all along. And sir. Yes. And, and one of my biggest... One of the biggest problems I had with this movie, and I'm amazed that none of you pointed this out. Not once, but twice, Keanu Reeves, oh, not Keanu Reeves, actually, Patrick Swayze survived skydiving and pulling the ripcord 30 feet before he hit the ground. He did it in the water, and he did it right before in that ridiculous battle that they had at the end. And he was fine both times. That's insane. First of all, the first one where he hit the water, he would have been dead. Right. Water is like asphalt at that point. The second time, they both would have been dead. There would have been no rolling around in him getting up. And Oh, that knee again? Oh, no, it's not my knee. I broke every bone in my body and liquefied all of my organs. That's why I can't chase you because I just fell from 4,000 feet and only had 18 feet to stop me with the parachute. To quote Kevin Goatee, that doesn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, I will say this. The one thing that always, that always bothered me about this movie every time I've rewatched it, and I've wanted to see, I, if somebody ever asked me, the one rewrite I would have done was I thought Keanu should have paddled out with him at the end. Yes, I thought I felt like I felt like they had just built up that thing, and I would have been completely nonsensical, but so much of the movie was that they just had this bond that he's like, he would have been like, I'm going with you, bro. Because now he's definitely losing his badge. They let, he let him go. He's like, and then he just walks away and he's like, well, we'll get him when he comes in. He's not coming in. Well, you don't have a job when, you're, when you walk up because you're the worst cop ever, and I don't know why we keep rehiring you to things. And, but anyway, all of that said, you guys are fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> this, movie is, this movie is so fantastic that I love Fast and the Furious. I love it when they redid it, and it's the exact same movie with all the exact same beats, the same relationship, the same mistakes. Fucking Paul Walker was a terrible cop, and I don't give a fuck. And I wanted to be Bodie, and I want to be Toretto, and these are great movies. This is a movie that made me understand as a kid what I needed to do to be a man, and that's why I have so many issues right now. Because I've been trying to be these guys for the past 20 years. This is, a, this is an awesome movie. I actually watched this and Transformers for our past two episodes uh, today. And Transformers felt like a slog. And then watching this felt like a breath of fresh... I sat down and I was like, oh, I can actually enjoy something. I forgot to take notes because I got so caught up in watching the movie and enjoying it. I love this. Keanu is a terrible actor, but he's perfect in it. He's right. Pitch perfect in it. 
Everybody is perfect in this movie. I will say one thing. Please. I, I don't know who Lori Petty blew to get the point as the hot love interest in this movie, but the fact that they tried shoving her down our throat as being this hot, desirable chick pissed me off the first time I saw it, and it still pisses me off. She's a five at best, and and that's and I think that's being generous. You're you're uh, you're about a two point higher in my book than that one. That's a three in my book. Three Hollywood right, so three. Fair, fair. Hollywood three. But uh, but everything I love this movie. I love every scene in this movie. I love every interaction. The ridiculous screaming match they have in the beginning to get to get Gary Busey. Do you, are you mad? Do you feel alive? Well then, let's go get these guys. <laughs> what? But I love it. I love every every everything that happens in this movie. As ridiculous it is as it is. By the way, night surfing. Nobody does it. I hung out with surfers for 25 years of my life. They never suggested going night surfing. You know why? Because you could die. No. <laughs> they won't find you. As much risk as you want to take, that's just stupid. But uh, I, this is this is just such a great movie. The action is great. The quotability of it is great. Kevin's right. It passes the remote test. God damn. I don't even. I mean, I, I wouldn't even keep. Like, I'll, I think my hand makes me stop and watch this movie. This is. It's fun. It's timeless. This movie hasn't aged. This hasn't aged at all. It feels exactly pitch perfect as it did back when it first came out. I will show my kids this movie. This is this is definitely it's probably on my top ten favorite movies of all time. Wow. I I, I love this fucking movie and I, I love everything about it for the bad and the good. And I, I think that people will just continue to watch it. And it shows how great it was that they made a they did a remake of it that was a just a pile of hot shit, and it just made this movie look so much better. And I I, I know Goatee didn't see the remake. I did, and I couldn't tell you one thing about that movie. I watched the entire thing, and I don't remember a single thing about the movie. But I know that I ended up going back to rewatch this one, and it felt like I was just cleaning myself off. This is a fantastic movie. I give it an eight. Ah. The one thing about this too, I think Gary Busey's calmed down for this one. <laughs> He's not. Oh, he definitely was toned down. He wasn't pure. He wasn't pure Busey in this, but he was great Busey. Don't get me wrong. And it's a goddamn shame he had to die at the hands in that in that final act. Man, I could I could have used him in the end, but you know, R.I.P. Pappas. This film is amazing. You two, uh, you two are very wrong. Though not often do we ever have to turn guns together back to back like it's uh. Uh, well, God. But we love you both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'll, I'll be Mike Larry and you could be Marcus Burnett, but our backs for each other are just shooting away and you guys in the wrong place at the wrong time. This film is fucking great. How come you get to be Will Smith? That's not fair. <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> hate the tailor. Hate the tailor. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Your boy seemed shell shocked. Apparently, you thought we were going to agree with you. Think again. No, I, no. <laughs> I didn't think you guys were going to agree with me with us. But yeah. I will. Uh, I will also gladly take our lumps. I knew this was going to be an uphill battle going in. So, take your lumps. You guys be taking your organs home in a body bag. I don't, I don't know. I, I hate assuming ages. I don't know how old the two of you are. But I, Kevin and I are are almost identically the same age. And this movie was like right in our. Look with the past. 
Yeah, I, I, I love this game, however, though. How old do you think Hatton and I are? I'm not playing that game. Yeah, I don't want to play that game. Are trying to fuck you guys? No. You tell us we're dudes. You tell us your age. I'm 41. I'll be 50 in December. Okay, so so yeah, at fifty. You were you were you were probably a little on the older side when it came out, but I mean, you were still forty one. You're in our group, pal. We're forty three. Yeah. He's forty four. So <laughs> no excuse for you. But you also have to. I mean, when this movie came out, I would be what? It was ninety one, so I was like twelve, and I was also like fat. Role playing, drive fantasy. I was just gonna say larping, 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 yeah, Renaissance festivaling. Like this is most definitely (laughs) the type of movie that I would see and be like, oh, that's the movie that those people outside do. Oh, I hate to break it to you. When this movie came out, I was in the marching band. I played brother. I played Dungeons and Dragons every weekend with my friends in their basement. I was a, uh, I was a ranger. Uh, and I still love this fucking movie. So don't throw this down on because you were a geek. Because I was That's a fair. geek. Does it get? Oh, and I collected comic books. Um, well, you should. What did you? What did you play? What did? What do you mean? What did I play? Marching band. You said uh, you drummer. Okay. Um. <laughs> by the way, whenever you say you were you were the drummer in the marching band, people go, "All right, well, that's not as bad." Yeah, I was just going to say until until you see the pictures of until you see pictures of him wearing that big fruity feathery plume of a hat, then all bets are off. Still like a fucking queen. Yep, we had those. I was tuba and trombone, so I totally I, I totally see that the tuba part. Yep. I was and I will say, I will say this as far as LARPing goes. I'm going to throw this out there. <laughs> we, did a, we did a LARP at Camp Nobibasco, which you may know as the original Camp Crystal Lake, where they filmed Friday the 13th. That's mm-hmm. Stokes Forest in North Jersey. Stokes. Yeah, we used to when, go to Stokes. Yeah. When, you, when you are coming out of the woods at 3 o'clock in the morning and you come out to the, to the shore of that lake and you are only holding fucking PVC pipe covered in foam, you shit your pants. Because that lake is still fucking scary as shit at three o'clock in the morning, even though you know it was all a movie. Because it doesn't I, look any different. They didn't you know, dress it up for the movie. They just said, hey, this is a creepy fucking lake. We're going to film it. You know, it's more fun at 3 a.m. watching Point Break than fucking LARPing. How about that? Oh, I thought you were just going to say fucking. I was going to say pussy, but that's easy. That was too easy. <laughs> pussy was too easy. That's funny. I like how we're, we're shitting on you guys. You guys are all, I mean, we're, we're just fucking you guys. <laughs> Critics five star reviews. Five star reviews. Five star reviews by critics. Kevin, I think this one encapsulates everything we've said. If you don't like this movie, you don't like movies. One of the most criminally underrated movies of all time. Reeves and Swayze are perfectly cast. Highest recommendation. I'd high five. I don't think fuck. it's underrated at all. No, I think I it's think right it's, on point. Yeah. yeah. If you've seen it, you love it. There is no, or you hate it, but it, it, there is no eh, middle ground on this. It's okay. No, no one's saying it's fine. No, you are, no. you are in our camp or you're in their camp. There is no fucking Switzerland on this one. This is my favorite cheesy nineties action slash extreme sports slash bank heist movie. You want star power? How about, Oh, give you a Swayze in his prime, and I'll raise you a hot young Keanu. Sold yet? Well, let's throw in a cameo from Anthony Kiedis and flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't remember him in this movie. Flea wasn't in it. Oh, he might be confusing. Or Back to the Future. I remember the chase. He was in the chase. (laughs) Want manly sports? How about surfers who skydive? If you aren't sold yet, 
Go watch Fifty Shades of Grey because you don't have an ounce of redeemable testosterone in your body, son. I am disappointed. Son. Stein, <laughs> Professor Goldstein. Uh, the bonus segments on this disc are pretty minimal, but I picked it up for $5, so it's nice to have an HD. I remember this when this came out. It really set the tone for the 90s. Of course, I lived on the beach and surfed and listened to the Chili Peppers. Just saw the new version and had to come back and watch this one for the 50th time. Good flick. If you don't like the original Point Blake, excuse me, if you don't like the original Point Break, you suck as a person. That is all. Fives, and I won't discuss this any further. R.I.P. Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva. <laughs> By the way, can we, speaking of overrated, let's see where you guys stand with this. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are insanely overrated. They've done great. They're very good at what they do. I just think they're overrated. Thoughts? I am with you. I think they have a couple really – they have a couple good jams. And otherwise, they are a jam band, a, a funk jam band that got really famous. They did very little for me. You know, I, I, I definitely haven't made any deep, drive, deep dives into their deep tracks on their, any of their albums. But this, their, their hits, I fucking love. There, there are some I have on my phone. Don't get me wrong. I just think they're yeah. overrated. That's all. I think people are like, oh, they're the great. They're one of the top 10 or top 20 bands. No, fuck out of here. They're not there. They're fine. I'm not annoyed by them. I would pay to go see them, but if someone puts them on at their house, I'm not running to go say, change this fucking channel now. Under the, Under the Bridge is probably one of my top 20 favorite songs. See, I don't like that one. I like the, the Danny California, that whole album, The Stadium Arcadium. That's a good album, actually. I like it better than Blood Sugar Sex Magic. but I prefer their cover of Higher Ground, actually. I think their Higher Ground covers excellent. Then you must have loved it when they played that. Red Hot Chili Peppers. You must have loved it when they played that in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers film. All right. <laughs> Critics, one star reviews. Critics, one star reviews. Critics, one star reviews. <laughs> Eye candy is the only reason to think about watching this. Meet the dumbest FBI agent and a soulless rebel. They believe that robbing banks and surfing are the highest noble human activities. Is this how the average white guy operate? One of the worst, most contemptible movies ever. Wow. Signed, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> Is this how the average white guy operate? Yes, that's what we all do. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Stereotype. Did Michael Bay write that review? No. Wow, that was some really bad acting on all fronts. The storyline is subpar. The only positive about this movie is that both lead characters are nice to look at. That was the only reason I was able to get through the entire film. Signed, Rob Patrick. Not even this was, and by the way, we were talking about Megan Fox at her prime uh, when we did Transformers. This was definitely Patrick Swayze at his prime. Oh, yeah. Like he he right. was prettier than the chick in it. Like, <laughs> that doesn't take much. No. Did a dry California wind scramble the script as they moved into the third act? Did the tape recorder go on the blitz at the story conferences? Was there a fire in the editing room? A harebrained wild ride through big surf and bad vibes. Point Break acts like a huge nasty wave picking up viewers for a few major thrills, but ultimately grinding them into sand via overkill and absurdity. Ah, oh, eat a dick. <laughs> an, exercise, 
An exercise is an exercise in stylish lunkheadedness. It's gorgeous, but dumb as a post. Watching it is a bit like shooting the tube and then getting your head cracked on getting your getting cracked on the head by your board. If there's any dick left from the last guy, you can eat that one. <laughs> we might as well be watching a blissed out Bill and Ted caper. I like the word caper, not used enough in my book. The dialogue alone, I have a lot of one-star reviews. These are great. The dialogue <laughs> alone, they're great. The dialogue alone makes you grit your teeth, not to mention the unbelievable story. I have seldom seen such a poorly made film. Go watch Fast and the Furious films, and you'll see plenty of those. Such a bad movie. So dumb. So much violence, so much casual misogyny. Not worth the time. Some sweet waves, though. Signed, Jeff Spicoli. What what misogyny was there in this movie? Everyone who has an agenda will try and find something, or at least manifest. I would I would love that person to point out what misogyny. Yeah. I mean, she was barely in the movie. Mm-hmm. Everything else was just dudes. The woke police are trying to go out and say, well, I'm going to say something about misogyny, and that way this post will get credibility, right. even though there was nothing there to be seen. Fuck you. And if there are any more dicks left over from the other two dicks <laughs> they had to eat, please feel free. Enjoy a nice dick on a baguette. I can only assume that the, all the positive reviews are from people who saw it as teenagers in the 90s and wish it was still that era. Kind of, sort of true. 90s music Everything else, a lot better than what's going on right now. No, so so you better. can line up and suck our dicks. <laughs> and watching this movie, so much as reminiscing about their youthful selves. No, it's just a good movie. So This movie is absolute dreck. Just literally everything about it. The dialogue is awful. Imagine your cliche cop scenes with the, quote, tough police chief yelling, and angry from the get-go, the irascible old cop who isn't taken seriously but wants to prove his wealth, his worth, and the young upstart cop who comes in, partners with the old guy, and then they go against the grain. There are a lot of in quotes here, guys, because that's a quote, just the type of cops they are. Yeah, there's a reason that story keeps getting done because it works. It's fun. The angry fucking uh, captain is is a classic. We all had a boss who was an asshole and was always pissed off. They're they're tropes because they work. I think I read all the critics and five-star and one-star reviews with merge both of them. So we only have a few more. That's probably why there are so damn many. Oh, God, can you taste the vomit in the back of your throat yet? But wait, there's more. Then there's the uncatchable criminals who just want some sweet raves, brah. Despite robbing dozens of banks in a clear seasonal pattern, not once have they been caught because they're just that good. I roll in parentheses. Aside the side chick tomboy who hangs as tough as the boys, but of course falls for our hero Johnny Utah because that's a believable name. The most preposterous ending imaginable and laughable and laughably, laughably bad acting. And then there's point break. And then my favorite, more liberal claptrap. Signed, Elizabeth Warren. What liberal claptrap? Explain this to me. Where? Oh, agendas. Kevin Israel, 
did the boys of the STST podcast gut the sacred cow? You know what? I love this movie, and you love this movie. <laughs> I sure do. And these guys came on, and they put up some arguments. And surprisingly, nope, they did not <laughs> gut the sacred cow. I knew that was good. This cow, they, they came at this cow with rubber knives and a, and a ping pong ball gun. And the cow just laughed, squirted milk on them, and then walked away. This sacred cow, golden calf, will stand for time immortal. Yeah, this cow, this is one of those videos you see, those America's Funniest Home videos, where someone tries to sneak up to the back of the horse, and the horse kicks them through three fucking planks of wood. This film is impervious to your haphazard attacks, guys. No, I'm just kidding. This cow is standing firm and just spit the ra- It just spit on the floor like, yeah, pussies, let's go. That's what this cow just did. Yeah, uh, but we still nonetheless appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. We do for adore you. Podcast and uh, oh, thanks for having us on, guys. Yes, uh, you, you guys are you guys are a blast. And yes, there are, we're not saying look. There are very many flaws in this film, but they are easily overlookable. Is that a word? Well, I just made it up. There you go. It's fucking delightful. Rob James, shout it out again. Where can we find you? Where can your fan? Where can our fans find you? You can find our show, the Something Something Cast, uh, and everything about us over on our website, somethingcast.com. Uh, it has all the links and buttons to follow us on various social medias, listen to us on all the popular podcatchers. Our email is there as well. You can follow us on Twitter, at STSTCast, uh, Facebook slash Something Something Cast. Uh, we do four shows a month, uh, and we're actually working on... Uh, doing a little overhaul to the show after the first of the year. So we're, uh, we're going to tighten some things up, throw a new coat of paint on it, come back at it hardcore in January. But uh, you guys are awesome. You were on our show. It was a great episode. Thank you so much for having us on your guys' show. Uh, it's awesome listening to your show, so it'll be a part of this one. was really cool. Uh, just to throw out there, too, uh, J- James wasn't involved in the setting up of this whole thing. I was. And I listened to you guys enough to where I can read tweets and I can hear them in your guys' voices so the first suggestion I threw out to you guys was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And the response I got back was very curt. It said, no, people won't get mad if you shit on that one. I don't know anyone who likes it. Too easy. And I immediately <laughs> heard that in Goatee's voice. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so I said, okay, we're going we're gonna to brainstorm and we'll come back at something in the next couple day or two. And I think the next morning I said, how would you feel about Point Break? And I got back challenge accepted and i'm like okay again heard it right in in kevin goatee's voice i'm like <laughs> we could be fucked just when because i could hear almost like the, the the held back excitement like oh this is gonna be a good one and i'm just like we could be screwed but but this was a lot of fun though guys thanks a lot so i text kevin israel with every choice of films and i pretty much know I've got a good, I got a good ear to the ground, as they say. And sometimes he goes, okay, all right, fine. Sometimes when people choose a film, it's really, why? And sometimes it's fuck this guy. So he was in. I knew he would be insanely perturbed when you guys show this. And I, you're right. 
Guardians of the Galaxy 2, we've had people try and say, hey, we should do that. I go, no, no one fucking cares about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You want to do one? Cool. But two, that's like, hey, let's go after Iron Man 3. <laughs> no one fucking cares. No one cares. That's why. But you're right, Kurt. I'm very abrupt. I don't mean to be abrupt. I'm just very officially. No, no, no. Absolutely. It's just the German in me. Like, nope, good. Next. Yes, great. Okay, awesome. So but I hope you didn't take offense like, to that. But you're no, right. no, no. Like, Eddie Izzard. Germans are very efficient. Very eins zwei, eins zwei, eins zwei. <laughs> so, yeah. Very and good. I have to say, you say Keanu Reeves the way Eddie Izzard says Keanu Reeves when he's speaking in French. Oh, it comes out Keanu Reeves, and it's that's the way he, when he's describing speed, and he's like, "Oh, uh, la vitesse, Keanu Reeves on fifty-five miles an hour." I had no uh, idea. That's uh, how it comes out. It's very funny, but no, it, this is a great show. And again, thank you guys so much for having us on. Yes, yeah. definitely. Uh, anything else we want to shout out? Is that that's it? I think That's we're it. good. Yeah, I think you got everything. I'll do yeah. Kevin Israel's plug. KevinIsrael.com. Find out his, his album, The Struggle is Real. You can find, of course, don't forget, guttingthesacredcow.com, T-shirts, bags, all that good stuff. Plus, don't forget our blogs every day, Monday through Friday. Give that a looky-loo. KevinGoatee.com, NFL season's here. Week one, had a good week one. So every week I'll do my picks on there. And if you follow me on social media, you'll see my daughter eating cookies or treats, or whatever, as I give my picks and movie reviews. I saw Tenet. Guess what? It sucked. Read why. KevinGoatee.com, uh, Gutting the Sacred Cow website, uh, as well as the Twitter, GTSC Podcast, and of course, all other social media platforms we are on. That is it. STSC Boys, Rob, uh, Patrick, and Jason. James, excuse me, Jason. What the fuck am I doing? I'm tired. James Hatton. Sorry about that. STSC Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Kevin and I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Take care. We'll be back. Later.